Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's your good friend Jan here. And I'm here with a really, really quick intro because I wanted to share something with you from Queso University, our private client portal that has been really, really impactful for some folks within our program. It's about how to ask for the close and a format that we've been messing around with for the past two or three years that has been able to negate a lot of the huge issues that people run into when it comes to follow-up and that are more likely to come up when you're making the transition from referrals to paid traffic or some people that don't know you through their mom or something. Anyway, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and transition into this. And this is how we recommend closing your consultations. And also just FYI, I do use estate planning examples for this, but this format is absolutely applicable to any form of law with the exception of contingency law. But anyways, you guys probably aren't too worried about price resistance anyway. So without further ado, here is the lesson. The moment that we've all been waiting for the time that you are going to get paid, the logistics should close. So to kind of preempt this, uh, this is going to be immediately after we get the yes. And if you're not familiar with talking about, refer to the last video. But if we've done everything well with the deep dive, we've gotten all their questions answered, and we've we've kind of led them to the point of realizing what their issue is, and they've agreed with that, then the rest of this should be pretty easy. So there's definitely ways that you can lose this. But I don't want to make it seem like there's a lot of fancy footwork that has to happen here. Like genuinely, and I'll, I'll conclude with this in, in the section. The worst thing that can happen here is not asking questions. But basically, assuming that everything has been well back to this point, we should be good. And if we do have situations where people start to sound, sound hesitant, we can always loop back and continue asking clarifying questions to make sure that they're in 100% agreement with the path that they decided being the one to move forward. But assuming everything's a go, and they said, yes, that sounds good. What we're going to do is, all right. So look, in order to get all that done, I'm going to recommend our financial fortress trust. I'm just using a branded trust name here, which is $7,000. That's going to be the, uh, you know, let me think about it. Don't call me, I'll call you price. So if you're ready to get started right now, it's a lot better for us internally. And the price of that would be 4,900. So which of those prices works better for you? So we're doing an option close. And basically the reason for this is we need to add a cost to standing still. Given the option to make a decision immediately and wait and make a decision, if there's not a price associated with that, then why wouldn't anyone take more time? And ultimately, when we're talking about estate planning, the biggest competition isn't any other attorney in town. It's not making a decision. And if you ever get back to some of these people that do say later, six months, 12 months down the line, um, you would be shocked at the amount of people who never ended up getting a plan in place. So Basically, we're just giving an incentive to move forward. And that incentive is going to be the discount that you provide. So the discount here is not actually, I don't recommend anyone dropping their prices. I, I call it a reverse discount. So whatever you want to charge, and in this case, let's say it's $4,900, you want to reverse that by 20 to 50% to get to your decoy price and then say that's the real price and, and the price you want is the discount, right? Again, any reason counts when we're talking about this, you know, it's better for us internally, you don't necessarily have to have a specific reason. And again, you don't even have to provide a reason. Yeah, some of you just say, hey, look, if you're ready to rock, this is what the price is going to be, which one you'd prefer, right? And if people want to move forward, it's, it's they don't question it often. But anyways, uh, we'll have some troubleshooting if they do say no to that, but um, we're going to assume that ends up working out. So they say, that sounds awesome. Let's go for the 4900. We're going to go to the next part. 
which is the three-part close. And I have this little metaphor of the jab crosshook because we have three things that we need to do in order to make sure that this is a person that is going to make it to their next meeting and be a client of ours. A lot of attorneys will do one of the three. But after doing this with as many attorneys as we have, the recommendation is to go for all three at the same time, the exact same way that we would go for the upfront contract. There's a lot of analogs for that, I'm sorry, that rules of engagement that we set at the beginning of the presentation. There's a lot of analogs here. We give them the rules and they say yes. So we go, all right, great. So look, three things we got to do. Let's set up that first meeting. I'll walk you through the contract and we'll take care of payment. Sound good right? They say yes to sound good. They say yes to all three of those things. And then we literally just have to go line by line and just take care of all those uh, three things. Setting meaning, I'm literally not even going to do a slide on this, pull up your calendar, see what works, right? There's no fancy footwork for it. The next thing is going over the contract. So what we want to preempt here is a very, very common thing for newbie attorneys, or at least new to cold traffic attorneys that are getting taken. I mean, basically, what ends up happening is the prospect is, is defining their rules of engagement. And they say, well, send me the contract, and we'll get back to you. If you've ever heard that, this is basically what happened. So what we're going to do is take control of the situation and said, and basically, we're going to preempt that. So we're gonna say, all right, look, well, obviously, I'm not going to go over this line by line here. Let me just go over the highlights. You guys end up taking this home and just make sure it's signed by your first meeting. So you just set that first meeting, um, go over the major details of the, of the contracts. I think usually a good way to do this is just try to make it as plain English as possible. So it's like, all right, well, here's where it says we get paid. Here's the numbers we just agreed to, you know, if you end up uh, screwing off and running back to Timbuktu, then we can discontinue the relationship and all this stuff. There's none of this is in place to hurt you anyways. So go ahead and you know you can take a look at that in more depth. But again, this is something I usually try to go over three, five minutes, resist the urge to go into depth, but just basically summarize the contract and let them know there's nothing to watch out for in there. When you do that next to somebody, it's a really, really powerful thing. Or if you're on a Zoom, you can you can go over it virtually. If, if you guys you know are in this program, some version of this happened to you, just FYI. So it, it works. <laughs> and then the last thing, and certainly not the least, is collecting payment. So the reason why I have the teller there is because if a 16-year-old can ask for payment, you, an attorney that went through college and law school, can do this. Yet, surprisingly, very, very few attorneys are comfortable with asking this question. So the thing I want to say, and this is kind of continuing on this, uh, is no one expects to get service for free. If you are at the grocery store and you've got your, you know, your, your baguette and your, uh, your cilantro and you know, whatever you are in your, your, your general uh, stock photo uh, grocery run, you're not going to be surprised if somebody says, can I get money for that? I mean, and it's almost self-evident that, you know, the, the person can just hold out their hand and then you're going to put your credit card or cash in there, right? That's it. No one expects to get services for free. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, most of these people haven't worked with an estate planning attorney before you, right? If they did, it was maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Otherwise, why would they be in the office? So you're still the expert at this point in the conversation. You tell them how it's going to happen. So the way that I recommend doing this, and you need to make sure that this is not a big deal in your head because they will feel what you feel. And, you know, you just basically look, this is the foregone conclusion to something that you've been doing for the last hour. Honestly, last thing is going to be the payment of 4000 So what's the best card to put that on? I really like that phrase, what's the best card to put that on? Because everyone's got a credit card. I mean, with shockingly few exceptions. And it doesn't, you're not asking permission. It's what is the best form to put that on? Now, you also might notice that this is assuming a payment in full, which is deliberate, right? Some people will just go ahead and pay in full. That's great if you can pull off. If they balk, you can say, well, if you can't handle the $4,000 today, we could do half up front and half on completion. Would that work better for you? 
And now still you have 2,000 instead of 4,000, assuming 4,000 is what it is you're charging. And again, obviously insert the price that you charge for this. I hope that is obvious. But anyway, basically, but you can always negotiate down. It's very, very difficult to negotiate up. We're going to go through some troubleshooting if there's stuff beyond that. But honestly, if people have the means and the consultation went well, you should be in a position to get either full boat or half and half at the end of the consultation. Um, but in the end, if it doesn't work out or there's more pricing issues after that, generally the pricing issues would happen earlier in the, the actual close. But if they said yes, um, this is generally not where you're going to have some issues. But honest to God, the biggest risk for most of these things, guys, is not asking. People will get all the way. They will um, you know, be an, a lion through the first 55 minutes of a consultation. And when it gets time to ask for money, they turn into a kitten. Or when it they person says yes, they, you know, start, you know, accepting things like, oh, well, you know, uh, might be raining on Tuesday. I don't know if I can move forward with um, making sure that my family's assets are protected. All these things that are ridiculous, right? So basically, you just have to go through, do the stuff. Most of the things that happen at the logistics stage are, are an issue not working. And just make it easy. Practice it if you need to. The more it happens, the first time you ask, what's the best card to put that on? And they give you a card. You're going to say, why the hell didn't I ask myself on every consultation? You're going to think of every single person who told you, yeah, send me the contract and we'll get back to you. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, I could have made money on every single one of those people if I had just taken control of the conversation. And that's it. It's easy. So just basically, you know, make sure you're strong in this last moment. You got to finish strong to win strong. And then that is how you're going to end up getting paid. And that is the last section of the plan A section. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources and more head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode. 